Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. It's true. That's Tristan. I'm Eric, and this is Fantasy Focus Baseball for Thursday, May 16th, 2019. Joining us, as always, the versatile Kyle Safi pushing all the right buttons on today's show. Basically, name a prospect. They've probably been promoted this week. We will tell you which ones you must add to your fantasy teams, plus weekend pitchers. The latest injuries, unfortunately... Closer Carousel, Myriad Hash Browns. Check out Tristan's article on Byron Buxton as well. You look prescient there, Tristan. You wrote about him earlier in the week, and he's having a nice week. So good for you. I got no comment because I'll jinx it again. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. By the way, since the prospect uh, thing, I'm very impressed that uh, congratulations to Kyle. I hear he got called up from the AAA uh, podcasting producer thing. So you know, pressing the button. <laughs> Appreciate that. Oh, yeah, big promotion. We're going out to celebrate tonight. Yeah, yeah, the hot rumor there. Should I add him in my fantasy podcasting league? Every Eric, league. Come on. All Should I add him? Shallow, deep, dynasty, do it all. You qualified every position like Marwin. Yeah, he's the only one in the league, so you have to add him. Yeah. (laughs) You win the league. Like, I'm a league You win the league. Yeah. So what did we get promoted from? I mean, everybody's getting promoted from whatever. I mean, jeez. Like, what prospect wasn't called up this week? Uh, Well, uh, Cornelius Randolph wasn't. So there you go. I don't know why his name came to mind. I don't think he's ever getting called up. Quality Anyway, let's get... There's going to be a lot of names on today's show. A lot in the first half. Here's the buzz. All right, um, man, this is crazy. Um, I'll name a prospect. You tell me, does he have to be rostered in a 10-team mix, which is a points league, if points versus Roto differentiates it for you? Sure. Um, or if just avoid and any other things. Austin Riley, Atlanta Braves. Uh, add across the board. And cut well, Ender Inciarte, who's not getting his job back. Riley is good. He takes walks. He's their left fielder. Um, I agree with you. Riley is going to be... Will he be a top 10 third baseman this year? Because he's third base eligible right now. I'll say no, just because of the, there, there's extreme quality at the position. So based on the depth, I'm going to lean to no, but it's worth uh, speculatively adding him in the hopes that that's the ceiling. Riley versus Josh Donaldson. You have to take Donaldson, but you don't have to, do you? You don't have to. I, I like that you're throwing Donaldson as the value point because Donaldson for me, I believe was 15th. I think that is about right for your, your initial conservative Riley projection. Check out Tristan's rankings uh, for points leagues. They are posted at ESPN Fantasy. Keston Hure of the Brewers is up. He's playing second base. Travis Shaw, we hardly knew you. You were right about Shaw, although I don't think you thought it would be this bad. I didn't think he'd be this bad. I'm a little surprised that this is what happened and it happened so quickly. I am a very big Hiura fan, so I think that he could well stick. I think he has the skills to do that. I like the fact that he's not a risk in batting average and on base percentage. That's something I'm kind of a pro pro on prospects for. I'm not sure he's an add in standard ESPN leagues, though. Are you, are you, do you agree with that? I don't, I don't think he reaches double digits in home runs or stolen bases. Exactly, and that concerns me. I think he's a safe guy, but the, the upside's not present. Right, and you can you can cut Travis Shaw, just like you do with Inciarte. And when Shaw gets healthy, I don't think he plays. I think Hero keeps this job. Um, Let's be clear, by the way, but before we're telling everybody to cut all these players, be clear, we're talking about the standard game here. If you're in any sort of league with depth or you have DL spots, by all means, keep them. I I think people in NL only know they shouldn't shouldn't cut NCR Dane Travis Shaw, but 
I think they should realize they're probably not going to play much when they get healthy. That's important. Yeah, yeah. It's it's damning to their long-term value. Brendan Rodgers uh, should debut for the Rockies this weekend in Philadelphia. And I think this spells bad news for Ryan McMahon. But, you know, not every one of these guys is going to hit. In fact, like, history tells us that, like, four out of five won't hit right away. And we're going to recommend, like, all of them. But Brendan yeah. Rodgers, to me, I mean, he, he, can, he can hit for power. He can run. And he's got Coors Field. You can make the case that him over Austin Riley and Hura. You certainly can. As a matter of fact, of all of the prospects, his range of outcomes for me is the widest. A very, very steep floor, just based on the idea that maybe he's only here for a couple of days and is an emergency option in case Story misses time. But the upside because of Coors Field is massive. So I'd say add him in our standard leagues, but I've got a lot of worry. And, and what you're cutting has a lot to do with why, uh, whether you should do it in a 10-team league. So, like, two minutes ago, I did not say cut Donaldson for Riley, although I do think Riley can beat him out. Do you think Brandon Rodgers can beat out Daniel Murphy the rest of the year? Uh, Fantasy value. Well, I, I mean, Murphy's injuries are going to present the opportunity. If, if we're talking about just the players game by game, it's Murphy for me, and I, I really I feel pretty confident about that. I like Rodgers a lot, and I love the fact he's got Coors Field here, but Murphy's a better player currently, and he's got more evidence. It's just that he's got more injury risk. I want to put Rodgers in my top 100 right now. It's a little aggressive, but I want to put him there because he can do more things at Scores Field. Yeah, I um, get it. I get it. Nicky Lopez of the Royals, any interest at all, or does it have to be a really deep league? He, it, he should steal bases. Yeah, it, it's got to be a deep league. I feel like he's going to stick. I feel like the, the playing time might be the safest for him. So I did throw a couple speculative bids that I missed out on in my AO-only leagues. I think that's the right spot. Um, by the way, um, Adalberto Montesi is now the number four player in fantasy for the season. Yeah. Um, he's going to steal 50 bases. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know that he's going to get there, but even if he gets 40? He's, he's a monster. Yeah. He's a monster. He, like I said, he is fun. Um, you're in a deep league. Nicky Lopez versus Oscar Mercado. Both were covered extensively this being fantasy by Tommy Rancel. Mercado's another runner. He is, yeah, and steals do drive the pickups, but this is a deeper league situation, and for me it's Lopez, because I do have to lean on the playing time likelihood. I think the Royals called up Lopez in order to lock him in. I'm not so yeah, sure. he's batting McCoy. second, too. Like, mm-hmm. they're going Wit 1, Lopez 2, and Adalberto 3, and they're going to just run. Mm-hmm. All the time. I've questioned Lopez as a prospect over the years, but you and I had a discussion about him during the offseason in our Sim League. There's There might be something there. Another wide-range guy. Um, here's a guy who was debuted before. Willie Calhoun was called up by the Rangers uh, right after I wrote the Hunter Pence uh, love fest. Um, I think this is bad news for Pence, don't you? I mean, Calhoun should play. Homer in his first at bat. He batted second. How often do you see that? I mean, the guy was struck like he did last season. But at AAA, not only did he hit for power this season, but he showed a lot of plate discipline. Yeah, and it's kind of unusual to see him batting second because the walk rate numbers didn't really support it in the minor leagues. I, I <laughs> it's a reminder to keep our Hunter Pence Pence expectations in check. I think Calhoun's going to have to earn this spot. I don't think that's a committed role for him. So I, I add him, and it's got to be the deeper leagues. It's not going to be our standard game. Not there yet. And finally, and I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Anything to watch for the Angels two way guy Jared Walsh. He's a lefty hitting first baseman. Justin Bohr got demoted. He might also pitch in relief. Albert Pulse is just. So bad. Like, I, I, maybe Walsh could platoon with them, or maybe not. I don't know. 
He could. I mean, because it was tied to the Justin Board emotion, uh, uh, that means there is an opportunity here. And he's got decent power. I don't think it's great power. He he's does. Got, he's got decent power. He does take walks. He misses a lot, so batting average will be an issue. He's just another fun guy because he's got the qualification on both sides, so he's a headache for the fantasy uh, game programmers. And these are all um, hitters, but there are some pitchers who got called up recently. Corbin Martin of Houston, Cole Urban of Philadelphia, uh, Sean Anderson – um, any of these guys, uh, keepers? Martin is close for me. I, I think that's a guy worth speculating on. He was fairly high in the prospect list. I like what Houston does. You know I like to lean on the organization when I'm looking at prospects. I feel like I trust the Astros organization. Irwin, maybe he's a streaming option. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it all done. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful mapping technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners to this show can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell, because ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. All right, we talked about the prospects. Let's get to the injuries real fast here, because those are never fun, but there's lots of them. Uh, Miguel Andohar of your Yankees done for the season. We kind of expected that was going to happen. Answer your door. Um, Gio Urshela, he shouldn't be hitting 330. This will be DJ LeMahieu at third, I think, most of the time. And then when DJ Gregorius comes back, Glaber Torres moves to second. But is there anything there for Urshela in a deep league? In a deep league, yeah. A lot of this is coming down to clutch hits, so I'm not willing to buy just yet. I think he's had some very good fortune. And I think that the intent is the Yankees just want LeMahieu to work in uh, defensively into a full-time job at third base. So come a month from now, it'll probably be all his. We also say goodbye to Carlos Rodon, but this is Tommy John's surgery. We will not see him until middle of next season, and you really shouldn't invest then because you have no idea with a guy like him with control issues what will happen when he gets back healthy. Uh, Mitch Garver, who is the number three catcher on the player Raider, left ankle sprain when Otani ran into him. He's on the injured list. This will probably be more than like 10 days. Uh, Brandon wants to know if Garver has done enough to remain rostered in a 10-team mixed because his injured list spots are full. You know, Garver might end up hitting like 25 home runs this season, assuming he's not out for like a long time. Right, it's the length of time here that's TBD, and I think it is going to be somewhat lengthy based on the nastiness of the injury. I, for me, I can't even remotely justify keeping him unless you have unlimited DL spots in a deep league. Elvis Andrews said the Rangers on the injury list with a hamstring injury. Um, he was well on his way to what he did in 2017, which is 20 homers, 20 steals, good batting average, five-category goodness. And they say this is not serious. He'll be back in 10 days, which now is only like eight days. I say keep him rostered. I say keep him rostered as well. Was performing quite well. I think he's very underrated, frankly. I, I just don't think he's the elite steals guy that I was hoping he'd be a half decade plus ago. Uh, and the Yankees picked up Kendris Morales for nothing. Anything there? Like if I said to you, uh, Morales versus Ursula in, say, a 15-team mix, which one? 
Give me a dartboard. Probably the smart move is Morales. I, I I think I'd just be more interested in Urshela right now, just because I think he'll play a little bit more. I Neither excites me. Um, Otani hit his first home run of the season. He's batting third every day, lefty and righty pitching. So that's interesting. Uh, Vlad, uh, his OPS rose 200 points in one game. That tells you there's no sample size there. Um, he had by two the, home runs in a game. By the way, no worry, hit them. Yeah, monster shots. Just yeah, but, but I mean, like, he hit monster shots in the game's worst ballpark for hitters. Yeah. Way to He's go. Got, I, if I tell you he has an OPS over 900 this season, would you take the over or the under? Ooh. I, you know, I, I, I'll take the over. I, I, I like the number. Too. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was crazy if people started to cut him. He was down to, like, 95% rostered. That's not a lot of people, but still enough people. Um, Josh Bell, I wrote him out the other day. 18 runs batted in this month alone. It's not even 18 days of May. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, it's, it's, what does that, like, briefly, what does that tell you when a first baseman with 12 home runs in a full season has already eclipsed that in six weeks? <laughs> well, one thing it tells me is that he's made a definitive change. That's another guy who's done the whole launch angle thing. He's cut 10% off his ground ball rate and the hard contact numbers have gone through the roof. And several players are doing this. I'm sure they'll come up, a few others will come up on the show, but I've noticed what Bell's doing. I like it. I, I can't fully buy in here because we've mentioned some of the launch angle project, uh, projects over the past three years or so, and pitchers do make adjustments here. But I like where you were going with Bell. I, we, we talked about this afterwards. I, I like the angle. I'm very pro-Josh Bell, and frankly, I'll say it now. He is the most underrated player in fantasy baseball right now. Josh Bell or Joey Votto rest of the season? Bell. Josh Bell or Bryce Harper? <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Harper. Hey, I think I, I, think I you hear you. <laughs> in a standard, not all right, not in a standard. This is for roto leagues only. In a points league, Harper walks a million times. He mm-hmm. strikes out a million times. Mm-hmm. So, but in a points league, Bryce Harper is very valuable. In a roto league only, okay, Harper and Votto are killing fantasy managers. And I saw Harper traded for unbelievably low price in one of my leagues recently. Give so, it it's an, it's an, I, it's an expert. No, league. I don't, I, I don't want to call it out. I just, Josh Bell versus Harper. I think people can, are going to take Bell here in a roto league. Like, think, do you have I Harper in your top 50? Yeah, I do. Still? Yeah, I do. All right. But that's I, a points league. Would you in a roto league? I, I, you know, if, if, if we're ready to take Bryce Harper out of the top 50, the Phillies, decision to sign him was an absolute catastrophe among the worst in the history of this game they're in first place dude like it doesn't that, i i that's you, if, if we're doubting a guy at the Cabrera. beginning of his 13 year contract like at this he, point in the prime of his career that was an absolute catastrophe we've got to maybe. believe that the talent is going to show he is on a new team think, in a new situation there's pressure I, I i think i cut him a break oh i think he'll be fine i'm just saying like he still leads the league in walks this is not like the worst situation this is not pull holster cabrera like I, I, um, do, get... I do appreciate the question on it versus Bell. I see where you're going, but I will take okay. Harper a thousand times here. And I think we should mention that trade. Um, should Votto be rostered in more than half of ESPN's leagues? Standard or or Roto? I'm starting to believe no. I, I, it's, it's probably wise to keep him around based on the history, but I, I, I can make that case no. The feedback on my Bell article on Wednesday was, you're nuts to keep Votto over Bell, and I think I am nuts. You're right. I think I am. Um, all right, here are the combo meals. Hey, it's a combo meal! Combo! Combo! It's a combo meal! 
I, I just can't believe how wrong I was about Votto and Miguel Cabrera for that matter. I, I just can't believe this is what's happening to these guys. And their bat speed is just slow to the, and Harper's too, to some degree. It's just amazing to me. I mean, look, every time Michael Chavis homers, I know I'm right about a lot of things too. But Votto, I just, I can't believe it's come to this. I just can't. We're dropping yeah. Austin Riley now and, and, and Brendan Rodgers. People yeah. are going to drop Votto for these guys. I, I can't tell them they're wrong. I, I get it. I mean, look, they are not performing and, and we're not going to see everything. I mean, sometimes old players decline. Yeah. They're not all Nelson Cruises. And this year's Matt Carpenter is going to be Matt Carpenter. It's not going to be Votto. And at so, this point last year, Matt Carpenter was performing worse than this. Yeah. So you just I, never know. You, I, I just, I don't see a path to Votto getting back. Um, the common mills this week were Francisco Lindor and Jake Marisnik. And I don't think there's anything else to say about either guy. Here is the closer carousel. The closer carousel. Does any twins pitcher get 20 saves? I think Parker might get there. But it would be Mike Moran. <laughs> Mike Moran saved yesterday's game. Parker yeah. got one out in the eighth. Yeah. I mean, good for Rocco Baldelli. He's in first place. It doesn't matter how he's doing it. Yeah. And it's like Tampa Bay. There's basically two or more more relief pitchers getting saves, and he's like, these are all interchangeable arms. Good for him. Yeah, I love what he's doing, and I think he's got a very underrated bullpen there, frankly. And you saw how you saw why he did that with Parker. He was facing Otani. I get it. I agree. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, um, I, and I love Taylor Rogers. Frankly, I think Taylor Rogers is easily the best arm in that bullpen. And for fantasy, I would prefer him for the ratios and the potential saves. But I think Parker gets twenty saves and Rogers gets like thirteen. If if Parker gets twenty, Rogers gets thirteen. I'm taking Rogers all day there. I'll take at what point? Ratios. At what point will you start to realize Luke Jackson is going to save twenty five games? Uh, I, I I'm not saying he will, but like. Everything is on the table here because they can sign Kimbrell in three weeks, but that's not enough. <laughs> like the rest of their yeah, bullpen yeah. is just like you can look at the NL East and say you can't build a good bullpen of the five NL East teams right now. I mean, okay. that's unbelievable. So I, I believe a bit in Luke Jackson, but it's and by the way, if you got him, enjoy it and, and juice that orange as much as you can. But do you really see this lasting through the final 162nd game of the year? Because I, I see, I don't, I see, I see it lasting another month. And I just don't want to be look. Todd Jones used to get 40 saves a year. I, I don't want to say that a guy can't get saves. You know how many five two wins there are where a guy faces the seven, eight, and nine hitters? Like I. I don't know why Luke Jackson can't do what Brad Boxberger did last year. So, yes, I, I think he will keep this job. Okay, but Brad Boxberger fell apart in catastrophic fashion late last year. So he didn't make it to 162. So I but think he saved he is, 32 games. But, so I don't care what his but, ERA was. But that's an orange that you juiced for a lengthy period of time. And by all means with Jackson, I would absolutely do that. I'm not going out of my way to try to trade him away unless I get like a top 10 closer for him that I think I can trust who's got a track I, record. I'm just saying, if you say to me Luke Jackson versus Shane Green the rest of the season, we don't think Shane Green is a great pitcher. Luke Jackson could beat out Shane Green for fantasy value. He could. And do we really feel like Jackson is a better pitcher than Green right now? Because I'm but not like, absolutely sure of that. My point to you is, if Luke Jackson gets 25 saves yeah. and Jose Alvarado gets 16, yeah. yes, of course the ERA and Whip are going to be different. But all I need is saves in this one league. I don't care about right, 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 50 right. innings of an ERA and Whip. Right. Luke Jackson is going to end up higher on the player rater than better pitchers like Alvarado, Taylor Rogers, 
I'm not, I won't include Hader anymore because obviously no other Brewer is getting saves. But the point is, like, he's going to end up with all Atlanta saves. Anyway. He, he might. He might. But it's it's not a lengthy track record, and, and it's got to be pointed out. He he walks guys. There, oh, yeah. when when the league catches up, it could get ugly. But for now, I would absolutely be enjoying it. He's a must must roster. All right, bunch of day action on Thursday. ESPN Plus on Thursday night has Michael Pineda at Seattle against Eric Swanson. Pineda, are you more interested than you were a month ago, or less? I'm gonna say less. Uh, I'm not. I haven't discarded him fully, but I have not been overwhelmed by what I've seen. I haven't seen every one of his starts, I'll admit, but I've seen a good chunk of them and not impressed. Julio Tehran faces Adam Wainwright today. Is Mike Soroka the only Braves starting pitcher worth rostering right now? I think uh, Max Fried is too. I want to see Tuki Toussaint get into that rotation as well, so we'll see. But yeah, Fulty's pitching. Fultonavich is pitching pretty terribly. Luis Castillo is going to face the Cubs today. Does Luis Castillo end up a top ten starting pitcher? Ooh, oh, I want to bite there. Mm. I think he could. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's. Yeah. Would you rank him in your top twenty yet? Castillo, I believe he. If he wasn't, he was twenty-one in my last set. Um, Friday on ESPN Plus, the Rays and the Yankees. CC is on the mound for the Yankees. That should be an interesting series. It's a three. It's a three-team race now that Boston's good again. Um, Colorado's in Philadelphia. John Snow. By the way, this weekend, last uh, this Sunday, the last Game of Thrones. So John Gray uh, pitching for his Game of Thrones career in Philadelphia <laughs> on Friday night. I like it. Um, you would say, yeah, John Gray at Philly because it's not Coors Field, and the Phillies aren't exactly hitting much in this series against the Brewers. So, although, you know, maybe by the time you listen to this, they've scored 10 runs uh, in the afternoon game on Thursday. But John Gray, still buying? Yeah, not much differently than I was in the preseason. I, I hate this matchup. Um, have you seen the Marlins offense? Like, I would even recommend, like, Jake DeGrom faces them on Friday night, but I would recommend just about anybody now against the Marlins offense. Yeah, They're on the, pace for the worst season ever. The forecaster is setting a baseline for regardless of who, I mean, with the exception of Shelby Miller types, the forecaster is setting a baseline against the Marlins as a 55 game score. That's a locked in starter. So yeah, I'm with you. They're, they're, they're bad on an epic scale. I mean, Saturday, Steven Matz comes off the injured list to face them. Pablo Lopez gave up what? 10 runs in his last outing. No, <laughs> I can't poor believe Pablo Lopez. I did trade him away in labor, but I had him somewhere else. I can't remember where. Um, anyway, uh, you'll want Steven Matz for the six shutout innings at Miami. It's just amazing. That offense is <laughs> not coming together. Yeah. Um, ESPN has, ESPN plus has Dakota Hudson at Texas. Um, that's a hitter's park, obviously Dakota Hudson, any interest there, or is this a relief pitcher in a month? Uh, mm, yeah, I'm teetering on that one. He might be in the bullpen in a month. He's a, he's a matchups guy. Doesn't miss bats. Been a big problem uh, for several years now. Second start for Corbin Martin of Houston, but it's at Fenway. That's not cool. But you would recommend Corbin Martin in a general sense. When you call him accused in the bullpen now. Yeah, I like the speculative pickup for Corbin Martin. And by the way, when everybody thinks Forrest Whitley coming in to replace him, Whitley's not pitching all that well in the minors, so that's not imminent. So, But no on the start. Yes, and I offered you Whitley in a league and you turned me down. Um, you Sunday, were too you late. Should... You snooze, you lose. Right, a week earlier, and I got I get yeah, that. Yeah, you might you might well have actually. It was part of it was the the loan too, but we will get into. <laughs> oh oh, if you tell me th- take the loan out, I'll do it. I'm not doing it now. I I moved up in the standings. <laughs> I, I, I don't you. think I'm done done done. 
You're done, done, done. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. It's the Cubs and the Nationals. Kyle Hendricks and Jeremy Hellickson. Everybody wants to see Jeremy Hellickson on Sunday Night Baseball. But Kyle Hendricks has become awesome again. And he's going eight innings in his outings. If you if you had patience after the first couple outings, he's uh, it, it's paying off. He looks great again. He looks mm-hmm. like a top, a borderline top 20 starting pitcher. Very efficient. Yep. And Chris Paddock against Joe Musgrove. That's interesting. Musgrove's... Uh, had a, had a couple bad outings, and then his last outing was terrific. And then Paddock got lit up by the Dodgers the other day. Um, you know, I know Paddock's getting shut down at 140 innings or so. I think I know. But Musgrove versus Paddock, you got one spot. Or you're trying to sell high on a guy. Which do you rather have? Paddock. Is it still – is? It, see now, Paddock. but like Musgrove is not on innings limit. Paddock is a better pitcher than Musgrove. I, I think that's it's it's wise to stick with that right now. I'd be I'd be clinging tightly to Paddock. I'm writing about him this coming week, and and I'll explain why this is in that. And, you know, it's not worth going into it in, in great detail here. But if you're trading him, I need a locked in guy. I need to feel really good, like I'm not getting a much less talent than Paddock. Everybody wants to hear a name game. Hidley Hodley, Diddly Doolittle, what? The Dilly of a Pickle, Diddly Doodly Ned Flanders. Dilly Wall. The Dilly of a Pickle. I say Diddly Doodly Dot Dot Dot. The Dilly of a Pickle, we can't do the drop. With all the Dilly Delight Birds. It's a Dilly of a Pickle, come on. Dibbly Dibbly Doo, whatever, you know. That's an even Dillier of a Pickle. You just Dilly Dallied your way into another thing. Got a name for you. I'm Sultan of Stat. Bro Stat. Dog Stat. I have kids of Stat. Hamster of Stat. Wife Stat. Goldfish of Stat. Mrs. of Stat. Something's wrong with you. Wanna play a little game of Trash Tristan here? Tristan, Tristan, yeah, 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 it all went bad. Are you singing that? We're having an intervention. <laughs> That's funny every time there, I hear There it. will never be a bad time for that. I want to know how oh. you have kids of stat, though. Kids of stat, that, hamster of stat, what, what are all you sorts telling of me? options. Uh, Gregory Polanco of those Pittsburgh Pirates is a very interesting player, Tristan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still available in, it looks like, uh, two-thirds of ESPN leagues. He's on the most added list for outfielders, but behind Hunter Pence, Fran Mill Reyes, and David Fletcher. Uh, he shouldn't be behind probably any of them. Um, although Reyes is going to hit, I think Reyes hits 30 home runs. He might bat 250. But Fran Mill Reyes is a 30 home run guy. Mm-hmm. Blanco is not. They're about all right. So I'll ask you. They're rostered in about the same amount of leagues. Framo Reyes versus Gregory Polanco. Let's go. Let's do a points league and a roto league here. Yeah. Uh, geez, if it's a points league, I'd take Reyes. If it's a roto league, I'll take Polanco. That's. I, they're close. I think they're they're in that that same. Yeah, tier. Polanco can steal a base. Reyes is not walking. Um, all right, let's say Polanco, Polanco versus Pence. You can't make a case for Pence there. Nope. Polanco versus Jorge Soler. Can you make a case for Soler? No. Soler's played all right, but no. We're trying to find guys like Polanco should be rostered in like double the leagues. All right, here's one based on mm-hmm. on trends. Polanco versus Domingo Santana, who is <laughs> rostered in ninety three percent. Like I think there's a you can make the case for Polanco here. You certainly can. I actually have them 41, 42 right now. Do you? I have Santana 41. I have Polanco 42. All right. So I guess you would say no. <laughs> I I mean, you know, take a coin out and flip it. I, To me, it's what do you feel comfortable with? I'd probably be picking what next week's schedule said. Well, I'm not looking at your rankings, so maybe that's part of the problem. Um, Polanco no, but I think versus... we're I think we're targeting exa- about where the value lies. I think Reyes belongs even in the ten teams. No, 
Oh, I think so. I mean, so we're looking at a, a fourth outfielder, probably, maybe a fifth. Polanco versus Jack Peterson. That's Polanco. Um, Peterson's got better raw power, but yeah, Polanco's more locked in. How about Polanco and Jesse Winker in a points league? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll take Winker. I, yeah, I'll take Winker. Well, your rankings are for points leagues. No. AJ Mass does our points league rankings. Okay. Your rankings are head to head. Yes. Head to head. Head to head roto categories. And I can't find them. Um, all right, that's it for Gregory Polanco talk. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Before we get to other stuff, do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? It's as if they're so big, they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. So what if their site's annoying and doesn't have the events you want? Hello, status quo. The real question is, how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for in all in one place. In an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. They built fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. Now, why is SeatGeek better than the rest? A quick look at the app shows over 50,000 five-store reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. And finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. Breaks down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use the promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code FFB for $10 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. All right. By the way, I got your Winker and Polanco HA mass ranks. They're 40 and 41. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You're I'm a not master well, name gamer. Eric. Well done, sir. I don't even have the internet right now. I don't know why. But um, so I, I was trying to look up Polanco's numbers and I crashed. Well, you but, should get um, that internet. I hear it's pretty cool. You know, and also there's this I've new show that. coming out called Seinfeld. I've seen that one. We're good there. Whoa. Yeah. No. I got you covered. That you've seen. That you've I've seen. seen Seinfeld? Big Seinfeld fan. Yeah, that we can do. Oh, jeez. That show debuted before you were born. Yeah. Yeah, no, I may have been. Yeah, I don't know if I was I'm, watching it live. But either way, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what is next? Nick wants to know if he can really feel good about dropping Fulty after four starts. He had a sub-3 ERA last season, but has looked like garbage this year. Tristan, you have all the answers. Not always. <laughs> Apparently, from from the points league we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, uh, Fulty's K rate is way down. His walk rate's up slightly there, and the thing that's bothering me is the batted ball distribution has completely shifted. This is a different guy, and Eric, you and I talk about this a lot. Players who have nagging injuries during spring training that lead into you know they bleed into the regular season do concern me. Fulty looks like hurt. One. Drop yeah. him. Yeah, I wrote it in today's blog. Drop him. He's done. I should have right. lowered him in the ranks more than I did. <laughs> What's next? Josh wants you to describe your confidence and rank the following in a dynasty format. He's got Strom, Weaver, or Lucchese. Hmm. You know, I'm a little disappointed in Lucchese this season. I don't think I have any shares of him, but, man, those numbers are not attractive. I thought he'd get more whiffs. And I thought Strom would be better, too. 
I think Luke Weaver is my first choice, and I never thought I'd say that six weeks ago, but he's <laughs> turned things around. Needed, he's one of those guys who just needed a change of scenery, or they, they did something to him, and now he's got more command. So he looks better. I'll take him first. Because in pitcher, when it comes to pitchers in Dynasty, either they're guarantees, or I'm just taking the hot guy right now. Because I, I think Matt Strom can be really, really good. But I don't want to wait for it in a dynasty. I want to win now. I, I know that sounds weird, but with hitters, like, Austin Riley's played in one game. I knew I wanted Austin Riley in a dynasty league last week. But Matt Strom is a pitcher. Tommy John surgeries. I just don't want to, I don't want to mess around. Luke Weaver's pitching well now. I'll roster him now and I'll worry about two years and two years. And, and I'd agree with you that I think Weaver might have the best long-term projection here of this group just because of the, I mean, he doesn't have elite stuff. I'd say Strom is the best stuff, but Weaver looks the safest there. And it's not like his stuff is, is mediocre. I Lucchese bothers me just based on the fact that last year we talked about this. His, he was leaning on deception. And I'm, I remember being around for the Dontrell Willis period of productivity. When hitters catch up to that, it can get ugly. Fair enough. Next. I still like Strom, but you guys are... You can go with Weaver. Timmy wants to know you if... Like Strom? What are you saying we don't like yeah, Strom? No. Would you agree that it's Strom and Weaver in their own class and then Lucchese kind of under that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We can agree there. Timmy's got a question about Tommy. Lestella, four hits yesterday with his 11th home run of the season. Are we beyond calling this a hot streak? Or is there something oh, yeah. beneath the surface that suggests this is sustainable? No, this is Ryan Sandberg, Jeff Kent, Joe Morgan. This is unbelievable what he's doing. Wow. <laughs> well, isn't well, it? No. But wow. I love the names you, you're throwing. You can't tell me, Tristan, that Tommy Listell is not going to hit 25 home runs a season. You can't do it. Uh, you can't, do it, Tristan. You do can, it. I could. You can do it. But you're wrong. Like, you can look at his past, in his entire career, and say, and it tells us something. But how can you tell us that like Luke Weaver's a new player and Tommy Listell is not? I don't know how he's doing it. I'm looking at his I'm looking at the launch angle and the hard hit and all that, and it doesn't make sense. But he's doing it. And he's leading off, and he's multi eligibility, and he's always been a walker. I'm telling you, Tommy Listell is gonna hit two ninety with twenty five home runs. That's unbelievable. I'm not ruling out that happening. You're okay. right. He has absolutely changed something he has not changed something in even the same ballpark as josh bell has you said it his underlying numbers make this look like it it, it yeah. makes absolutely no sense whatsoever other than this i told you with the park uh the park factors at the beginning of this year when they lowered the fence or at least the line on the fence for home runs in in la it did change the park factor for left-handed power and I wonder whether a little of that's at play. I, I look, it I wrote about him I've written about him a bunch, and it, I can't I can't understand this, okay? Like it doesn't add up. He he is currently the number seven second baseman on the player raider behind only Baez, Witt, Moncada, D. Gordon, Marte, and VR, and a couple of those guys are just for the stolen bases. He's higher on the player raider than Glaber Torres, Ozzy Albies, Mustakis, mm-hmm. LeMayhew. I just I don't want to say that this power can't continue. Obviously, at this rate, he's not going to hit five home five home runs a month. But 
All he has to do to get 25 homers for the season now is hit three homers a month. I think he can do that. I think he could too, but I can absolutely see him not getting there as well. And I think this is Yonder Alonso. I think this is this year's Yonder Alonso. We brought this up the other day on the show. Yeah, no. This is Yonder Alonso. The league will adjust. So if I'm putting you to a decision, okay, because you just gave both sides of the argument. I'm saying... You have to decide. On, you've got Lestel on the league. Yep. You have to decide. Are you trading him for Brandon Lau or Colton Wong or Cesar Hernandez, Chavis, Dietrich? Are you trading him for any or all these guys in a general sense because you don't think this can continue? Or are you going to keep him around? Okay, Chavis, yes. I will trade him for Chavis now. Uh, Hernandez, if I need the steals, that's one I would give the okay on now. Lau, I like Lau as a player more, so... Um, I'd waver there. The others I'd give no's to. And this fits into another Juice the Orange. Take it. Oh, wait. Enjoy it. Don't get rid of it. It's going to wear out. Okay. I, it should wear out. But all right. But it's, Next, he's, a, he's a must right now. He's a must right now. You got you to gotta roster him. Shane's got a question on Alex Gordon. He was strong in April. continued to hit in May. Can we count on a vintage performance from Gordon or do the past few years serve as an indicator of regression. Tristan, I'm going to say something you're going to disagree with, and you can tell me why it's ridiculous. Okay. I don't I don't think numbers of recent years matter now because for, for a lot of these players, Listel and Gordon among them, because it's a different baseball and everybody's launch angling. So I don't care what Alex Gordon did in 2017 when he batted 208 with nine homers all season long. It doesn't matter anymore because what he's doing this season with the walks and strikeouts are about the same. Eight home runs, including two in, two in a game against the Phillies over the weekend. It doesn't matter. What Alex Gordon did even last year doesn't matter. What Thomas Estella did doesn't matter. Luke Weaver. None of it matters now. Is that crazy? Not completely. Um, the StatCast revolution here has... It supports what you're saying. Players are taking a different approach, and we have to adjust accordingly. And yes, it makes the past statistics much less useful today than they might have been five, even five years ago. I'd say certainly 10, 20 years ago. Um, but the problem I have here is that Gordon falls into the same discussion as Listella. We can make the Josh Bell cases because stuff has significantly changed in the supporting metrics back the big time power potential. In Gordon's case, they're not there. They're not there just like they're not there for Listella. They're better. And they keep him from being... You remember when Alex Gordon was one of the worst players to have in fantasy baseball. I'm sure you remember that, right? It was two years ago, but now every... Look, I'll give you the home run rate's not going to continue, but his contact rate is 85%. This is yep. not a Babbitt-fueled batting average. His walk rate's fine. He's cut down on the strikeouts. Everything other than the power on Alex Gordon right now is lit. He is legit. He's going to end up, Alex Gordon, end up hitting 290. With, like, 17 home runs, but 90 RBI. Okay. He's going to be Nick Markakis. He's going to be this year's Markakis. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's a great comp. And I think in the points league. I just thought of that. Yeah. I like it. I like where you're going there because the context shifted. Okay. There you go. And now, except Markakis was unusable in the second half last year. Gordon might be terribly no power. So I think he gets there in a different way, but he ends up with a Marquecas season, I guess. Yeah, All but right. you, you, What's, you're prepared for the yeah. possibility he does have Marquecas' bad second half. 
yes, I am prepared, and I'll just move on. I'm not yeah. trading for Alex Gordon, but if I've got him right now, I'm not dumping him. I like it. I like it. We got a last question here from A's fan. He wants to know if Voigt and Vogelbach, the end of the alphabet there, they've gone cold. He wants to know if you're waiting it out or moving on. Vogelbach has homered in a few games, but still not hitting Yeah, much. I bet that came in before the past two days. But even still, um, it's slowing down. I am not moving on from Luke Voigt. I am from Vogelbach. I think Voigt can rebound. A l- I like the fact that they're both walking, and they both have power. And they're both going to play. <laughs> but, I, I mean, Void still has so much Baltimore pitching the face. Like, I, I hate to make that the differentiator, but... I love you, man. Yes. <laughs> I kind of believe in... I just believe in Void a little bit more. He hit, He's hitting a lot of baseballs hard, and his battle has actually been a little bit unlucky. And the Vogelbach's past three weeks have scared me. So, I'm going to say Void. I mean, it's all context dependent. Like, Christian Walker's in this category too. Like, he's gotten cold. I will rank them as, I would go, I would say Voigt, Walker, and then Vogelbach will be my ranking for the rest of the season. I, I like that ranking. And I like your Baltimore approach on that. Uh, I, I, that's mean, but like, it, it does matter. It, it matters. It, 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 I mean, that's not all of it, but it matters. And I, I mean, I'll sound ridiculous saying I'm using the eye test here, but I watch so much Luke Void. I love this guy. His approach is so much better than people give him credit for. His power to all fields is so much better than people give him credit for. And he's in the perfect park for it. Yeah, and he's not going to lose playing time to Kendrick Morales. <laughs> and, and Greg Bird's not coming back. Like, I just, I think Voigt's safe. I don't know. Voigt looked very good yesterday. I watched every single pitch of those two games. and Well, it was, it was, it was double-A pitching. I mean, come on. But they still have to face Baltimore, like, what, 10 times, 12 times? Yeah, like... the issue, too, is that this question is founded upon the slump that Voigt had. And they mentioned it. I believe it was 20, It was either 21 or 22 consecutive at-bats hitless heading into that. And then yesterday, he did reap the benefits against soft matchups. And that's what a good player has got to do. I say this all the time to you. It's like you have to step up against your weak or your soft matchups. And he did it. Fair enough. On Thursday's Baseball Tonight podcast, Buster and Keith Law. Talk about the best young players in the big leagues this year. And we get a tour of the West Coast with ESPN's Alden Gonzalez. Subscribe to the Baseball Tonight podcast on your favorite podcast app. We are done for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Any final thoughts, uh, Mr. Cockroft? Uh, that's, that's a no. You catch me at a time where I'm blanking on the thing. <laughs> all right. Lots to watch this weekend. Yeah. Of course, it's baseball weekend. So check out all the great baseball. Game of Thrones on Sunday. NBA playoffs is a horse race as well. It should be very exciting. Check us out at ESPN Fantasy. Lots of good material there. Tristan wrote an article. I write every day. Lots of stuff there. Uh, thanks so much to editorial watchdog Tom Carpenter, Kyle Safi pushing all the right buttons, and my friend Tristan. I am Eric. Have an awesome weekend. Everything is awesome. Darkness!